Astros Sports Talk with your host, Robert Lamb. Welcome to an Astros postgame show, game one of the ALCS. The Astros take it 7-2 to two behind Verlander, Presley, McCullers, and McHugh. Some big hits in this one. Springer, Correa, the biggest of all. Yuli Gurriel, three-run home run in the ninth. Uh, it's just another huge outing by the Astros. They are, have now outscored their opponents 28-6 to six in the postseason, RG. And I think tonight the story might have been yeah, the Astros did get some breaks in this one. I feel like the defending champs got a little respect with the strike zone. How about you? If you want to talk about that call that got Alex Cora thrown out of the game with Andrew Benatende when the bases, uh, when uh, Justin Verlander was in there and uh, he had just given up the run to make it two to two, and yeah, that was a, I was an outside pitch on the outside outside corner that went the Astros' way. But I think also in in these circumstances, the Astros also kind of create their own luck. They took advantage of opportunities and they also, you know, put a lot of runners on base. They put pressure on the Red Sox staff. Again, it was just a kind of a, a marvelous outing here to begin with, to get off on the right foot, to win a game at Fenway. Now you've all of a sudden taken the home field advantage now. I'm not expecting the Astros to necessarily go back to Houston and win all three games. Uh, but, you know, we predicted before the series started, you know, Astros in six, but maybe it could be five. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, the Astros put a lot of runners, runners on base, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, the, the umpire strike zone for the Red Sox, it did seem small. There was some uh, balls in there that I thought could have easily been called strikes. You know, you look at the box that the TV cameras put up and we assume that there's pretty accurate, you know, a lot of accuracy there. So yeah, that was one thing. Also, J.D. Martinez, uh, the check swing, you know, obviously it was called a strike. The third strike, that could have been big. The game wasn't broken open at that point. You never know how that changes momentum if he gets on base. Um, so, yeah, I felt like the Astros got some breaks. Yeah, the Astros make their own breaks too. But I tell you what, um, yeah, it feels like, hey, it's not it's not a bad thing that the Astros are getting breaks. It, it tells you that this they're the world champions. Hey, you know, you got to knock them off now. And how many times in Houston sports can we ever say, hey, didn't it look like the Astros got a call or two or the Rockets got a call or two or the, the Texans or whoever? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I still think it was more kind of looking at it from from my perspective. I mean, Chris, Chris Sale was just not the same pitcher that we've seen. I mean, he hasn't been since he really came back. He was throwing the ball 94, 95 miles per hour in the uh, American League Division Series, and he was his velocity was down to around an average of 92 tonight, and his breaking pitches were off. Remember, he was really struggling there in the first few innings. And so, you know, when, you, when you're not hitting your spots, when your breaking pitches aren't there, and he was kind of a little bit wild, that was also very helpful. And um, you know, let's also talk about Justin Verlander on the other side with the Astros. I mean, he came out uh, another great performance in the postseason. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't have the strikeout numbers and the longevity that he's had in other games, but he gave six solid innings and only gave up a couple of runs and, uh, you know, a minimal amount of hits. And, you know, like you said at the very beginning of the show, that the, this Red Sox lineup is really deep, really good. Yeah, two hits by Verlander total, the two earned runs. And that inning was just, it was a lot of walks. There was a wild pitch that scored a run. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, those things were the only things that were, they're hurting Verlander. And, you know, maybe it was a, stri- maybe it was a tight strike zone all the way around. Um, the other thing is the Red Sox, they got to keep their cool. Alex Cora gets thrown out 
in, in the middle of the game. And, and also, uh, J.D. Martinez, when, when you, you know, the check swing, he was sitting there kind of arguing with the umpire. You know, you, you might want to just run to first base, you know, because the ball did get away a little bit there. And I, I don't know, maybe he just didn't think until the last second that it was going to be called a strike. But, yeah, they're going to have to keep their cool. Well, they are going to, but that's the players. Look, the manager, Alex Cora, the reason why he got, you know, ejected from the game was because he was going out to protect Andrew Benatendi, who was the one who got upset at the call and was screaming at the umpire. So he was going out to protect his player and didn't like how things had been called. And, you know, so, I mean, that's going to happen with managers. You you. You want to take the fall instead of getting your player ejected. And so, you know, he ended up getting tossed from the game. And, uh, you know, again, I mean, I I still think that, you know, the Astros, uh, we have to look at also what happened with the Red Sox, too. Yeah, they they were kind of uh, coming apart at the seams. Not only what we mentioned before with, uh, you know, Chris Sale, uh, he wasn't the same Chris Sale. Then you uh, he was wild. Uh, you, You saw that from some of the other pitchers that came out there. You saw that. Uh, like you said, in the lineup with them arguing about uh, balls and strikes. And then you also saw it at third base with Nunes with a you know, couple of uh, errors in the game. And so I, you, you open the floodgates to a team like the Astros who play very good on defense. I mean, they were one of the best defensive teams. And they if you give them extra outs, we've seen this from championship teams before, they'll take advantage of it. They'll capitalize on those things. So, I mean, this is just a very well-rounded, a, a great ball club. And, I mean, we're lucky to be able to watch them right now. And uh, I wanted to ask you, though, I'm, we haven't even discussed one of the players that uh, had a, a, a big game tonight. Uh, it's Carlos Correa. He's a guy that the Astros were focusing on coming into the postseason because of his injury. He had the injured back. But in this game, uh, to me, you know, when he had that hit to break it open for, uh, you know, the 2-2 tie to 3-2, I mean, that was a huge lift. And it also is a, a good sign for the Astros in the postseason and this ALCS if Carlos Correa can get going. Yeah, that was also a questionable decision by the Red Sox because uh, you could have walked Correa, you could have pitched around him, which is what I would have done with uh, the machete coming up after that. The machete's just not a good hitter. And, you know, despite Carlos Correa's struggles, I, I would have much rather dealt with him over Correa. I-, I thought that was a misstep by the Red Sox as far as managing goes. Um, but, yeah, it's a good sign. He he did get a big base hit. Uh, another good sign. Two good signs in a row. Two good games in a row uh, from Correa with, with getting some hits. But, you know, also had the era that that could have been costly. I was worried it would be because what it did is brought up Mookie Betts as the top of the order in the eighth inning instead of maybe him being the number two hitter. And, you know, if Betts, get, Betts gets on, it's a 3-2 game at that point. It could have been a lot of havoc uh, on the base paths, um, things like that. And, and, and fortunately, because Machete is such a good defensive player, it looks like A.J. Hinch is scared to death to – bring in McCann in this series. You know, he could have pinch hit for him a couple of times. He chose not to, which I thought was interesting. Also, the Red Sox just scared to death of getting pregnant. Um, you you, you got to be worried about getting pregnant. And they were scared because they were pitching around Alex Bregman like he was Babe Ruth. He three walks, he gets hit, hit well, by Well, hasn't he been this season for the Astros? I mean, he's been their MVP this season. He's Hey, he's the ready for primetime player. He wanted primetime. He you know, he shows up and it not only not only at the plate where he's able to to walk, you know, and get on base or or get plunked by a pitch where he gives his famous stare. And you think that, whoa, is there going to be some kind of uh, rumble here uh, at Fenway? And 
And then, you know, uh, he also played excellent defense. How many times do we see balls, shots to third base, and then Alex Bregman was there to pick it up and uh, throw him out at first base? So, I mean, he's just an excellent all-around player. We know that. Uh, I want to get back to Carlos Correa, though, just one uh, observation, too. Remember, uh, also, uh, he was the one that, with two outs, uh, started it to where he got the walk. Uh, you know, with against Chris Sale that eventually loaded the bases for George Springer. Then George Springer comes up with a clutch hit. Again, that was something where Chris Sale comes in the second e- inning, gets a couple of easy outs to begin with, and you're thinking, okay, well, Carlos Correa is coming up. He was able to start that rally, and then he also comes through with a big base hit. So to me, I mean, these are positive things. He's getting good at bats. He's at least giving you productive at bats when he when he's able to take pitches uh, work the count and then in getting clutch base base hits. That's just what we haven't been seeing since he came back off the injury. So that home run that he had the end of the LD, ALDS and being able to have a kind of hit like that tonight that because he's hitting at the lower por- portion of the order too. So that really kind of strengthens that lower part of the order. And, and, and as we see, I mean, a guy like Springer comes up, you know, gets the, the, uh, two-run uh, uh, two base hit and, and really helps. And, and, you know, that sets a tone for the game. The Astros take the early lead. Right, right. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, again, a good signs from, from Correa. And it's going to be interesting because he's batting in front of Machete right now in the seventh spot. So, Well, you love the Machete name. I mean, I, I keep thinking of the Machete movie with Danny Trejo there, but you, you love me. <laughs> well, I mean, that's his Twitter handle. He, he likes it, so I'm I'm okay, going with what well, for people who don't know who are listening, and now it's uh, our team Maldonado. But yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping like okay, if you're a hardcore enough Astros fan to be listening to this, you know what his nickname is. But yeah, I mean, Mar- uh, Maldonado just uh, you know he's somebody that you know I just. He scares me when he's up at the plate and there's running, runners in scoring position that, you know, he's not going to be able to do much in this series. And like when they tried to bunt him with runners on first and second, I was great with that. And I just couldn't believe it when it, when it went 2-0 and you thought, well, now it's a perfect time to bunt because, you know, they're going to have to throw it in there, give him a good pitch to bunt. And then he hits away and he's exactly what I was worried about. He hits away and he hits into a double play. I mean, they went seven to two, but they're just little things that I'm looking at down the road. Another one, just an interesting uh, little twist. And I, I texted you after this happened. I was a little surprised, not a little surprised. I was a lot surprised that they didn't save Kyle Presley for the beginning of the order. I mean, mean not, yeah, Ryan Presley for the beginning of the order. Instead, they pitch him against the six, seven, and eight hitters in the seventh inning. You thought they might pitch him a couple of innings. No, I didn't say that. I just, I mean, I I said if there was a quick inning where you're under, like, you only have seven or eight pitches, there's that option of doing that. But let me me tell you why they put in, uh, A.J. Hinch has a reason for this, too. Is because look the, the 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 top of the lineup with Mookie Betts with JD Martinez the Red Sox are the best team hitting against fastballs the top and 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 their best hitters are their top of their order there you know and the, this season they were the best team hitting against fastballs especially the high four seam fastball so what does Lance McCullers do he comes in and throws that curveball what did he uh, last year when they closed out the Yankees in game game seven of the ALCS what did he throw consecutive curveball 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 what did he get J D Martinez out on the curveball. So I, you know, and, and he's also an excellent pitcher. We know when he comes in the games, late in games, he showed this last year. He's not part of the bullpen. He's an excellent pitcher too. So 
you know, AJ's going to mix and match. He's going to have it. Sometimes Presley is the eighth inning. Sometimes, uh, you know, Lance McCullers is the eighth inning. But those are your seventh and eighth inning guys, and it's going to lead to Osuna. And you might put in, like, uh, for a left-handed there, you're, you might put in uh, Tony Sip, too, if you need to get a left-handed batter out. Yeah, I mean, I knew he had some sort of good reasoning. It just, you know, to me, as somebody that's watched this team for the last couple of months, you know, Presley, it, it just doesn't seem to matter who's there. It's like, and, and, and what the record was in the past or whatever, this guy has is, is become the Astros' go-to reliever in big situations, and, and that's why I was saying that. I mean, that, that, I think a lot of Astros fans were wondering about that. It, it was a question, um, but yeah, that's a good reason. I mean, you make a really good point there. Uh, anything else that uh, you're, you're thinking about as, you're, as we're, we're uh, looking at the game? This is game one of the ALCS and uh, kind of like what you were talking about earlier uh, with the Astros. I just think that you know, they were able to at, at least put on some, some runs on the board late uh, against the Red Sox bullpen. What would we talk about coming into this series? We, we said, if, well, if you can get to the Red Sox bullpen, that's where the Astros could have a significant advantage. Well, you know, they... Uh, first, they uh, bring in Joe Kelly, and then who was actually pitching pretty well. He was waiting pretty well. It was like Mike Hargrove reincarnated. It was like the human rain <laughs> delay. I, I kept, I was like, is he going to throw a pitch this at bat, or what is he going to do? I mean, I was just like, what the hell? Throw, throw a pitch, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a long time in between. If you want to speed up baseball, don't like look at Joe Kelly to be the guy that's going to do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then you had, you know, guys like uh, Ryan Brazier and then uh, Brandon Workman who came in and, of course, ha- he gave up the runs in the, in the ninth inning. So yeah, th- that's where the Astros have an advantage. And, you know, as this series progresses, uh, they're going to have to go and get to that Red Sox bullpen. So we'll see. I mean, the Red Sox have David Price coming up in game two, then game three, Eovaldi, and then game four, um, it's slipping my mind right now. Porcello? Porcello, yes, exactly. So they have those. They're going to have to get innings out of their starter. And that's why tonight, I think it's a big deal with uh, Chris Sale not being effective, not getting the win. Because if, if you were looking at the two games and you're a Red Sox fan and you're at Fenway Park, you're thinking, okay, we have our best pitcher on the mound, Chris Sale, who was really good uh, you know, in the divisional series and uh, came in and was throwing heat and you know, and all of a sudden we have him going in game one position. At least we can get this game because we're not sure what we ever get out of that. Uh, yeah, you, you, you and I made the point in the preview show. We made that point. This game was much bigger for the Red Sox than it was for the Astros because, you know, th- their guy is Chris Sale. The Astros, oh, who cares? We got Garrett Cole in game two and we're going to keep coming at you with Keuchel and uh, Charlie Morton and whoever, you know, whoever comes next, it doesn't matter with the Astros. But yeah, this, this one definitely seemed like a bigger game. Not only, like you said, getting to Chris Sale, but getting out, him out of the game uh, as early as they did, making him throw a lot of pitches. I mean, that's exactly what you wanted to do if you're the Astros. So, I mean, you know, th- this team, uh, RG, I don't know about you. It's just like I... I watch the Astros and there's just this, they, it's their confidence that has bled over to the fans' confidence where you just have this level of confidence that, hey, at some point in the game, they're going to get the job done. These guys, they don't care. Like the pressure does not bother them. And that's the difference in, between them and some of these teams that we're seeing a play against is you, you, you can see the pressure getting on these with these other teams, getting into their heads. And, and the Astros, like there, there's no there's not a point where you go eh, they look a little bit worried about that. No, no. Bregman's not worried. Yuli's not worried. Springer's not worried. Altuve's not worried. Verlander's not worried. Yeah, there's no worry out there. Marwin isn't either. Either. 
Well, amazing what a championship does, because remember what we ha- the Astros had to go through last season and some of these games. It was like, OK, in the ALDS against the Red Sox, Justin Verlander comes in out of the bullpen, gives up a home run. And you're thinking to yourself, "Uh oh, here we go again. And then the Astros close it out at Fenway. Or then it's, uh, you know, the ALCS last year against the Yankees, three games in the Bronx and then the Astros get swept and they come back down from the Yankees three to two. Oh, my gosh, here it is. It's happening again. The Astros go on to win in, in, in seven. And then, of course, the classic seven games against the Dodgers. You know, there are those times you get the lead and then the bullpen would blow it and you go into extra innings and then Springer home run or some kind of miracle would happen. And, and finally, you know, the Astros are able to pull off that, you know, incredible game five, then go back to Dodger Stadium, lose and then win in game seven. I think all of that gives you confidence. Now you go into the postseason this year, you're the defending champion and you've strengthened your team. So these guys have all been they've been to the edge of, of the cliff and they have stared at it. They've stared at the abyss. So, I mean, it's when you won a championship. Remember what Rudy said, never underestimate the uh, the heart of a champion. And that's really like you're talking about right now. This is a confident team. This is a team that's been there and done that before. And if you're going to beat the champs, you're going to have to knock them off and play better than they are. And right now we just haven't seen that, uh, you know, and it's a it's a good sign for being Astros fans and and following this team that they came out and played very well to begin with. But uh, another player that I wanted to mention and get your thoughts on is because remember last postseason, he really, really struggled. It was Josh Reddick. You know, he had a much improved ALDS versus the Indians. And and tonight, again, uh, went deep with a home run in the ninth inning that kind of opened the floodgates because that four to two lead, you were like, OK, there's an insurance run now. Right. Yeah, I meant to I meant to mention Spidey and Spidey senses were definitely out. Boy, you got um, all the nicknames for these guys. Yeah, you should be doing some announcing. Well, I mean, it's I mean, come on. Everybody knows he's Spidey. He throws he throws up the Spidey signal every time he makes a catch and. Every time he does something, but I saw something different is maybe it wasn't different, but weren't the, didn't the Astros, what happened to the, uh, like milking the cow or driving the, tr- whatever they were supposed supposedly doing all year long when they got oh, a base. Right. When they would, well, that was with the Bregman stare. It started with all that. Correct. And then they would start doing all those different, uh, after a home run. Yeah. Now that yeah. now it's like Tony camp is, you know, shooting jumpers and swishing jumpers or something <laughs> like that. So yeah, maybe that's a shout out to James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah, well, maybe it's uh, Capella needs to work on his free throw shooting. I don't know. But, <laughs> hey, but uh, anything else? Last last comments before we, we take off? Well, I think we should probably do a preview of people who are listening to this. You know, uh, the Astros have won game one, but uh, do a preview of game two. Again, that's uh, David Price versus Garrett Cole. And I mean, really, right now, it, to me, it's like Red Sox uh, backs are against the wall. They really they can't go down 0-2, lose the first two games at Fenway. This team that won 108 games. Uh, uh, this is a team that, you know, was expecting, uh, to of course advance and, uh, you know, win a world series for their fan base that has these high expectations. So I mean, just imagine if the Astros were able to have two wins here against them and they're putting out David Price who struggled in his start versus the Yankees and who's had all sorts of postseason nightmares. He did pitch well at the bullpen last year against the Astros, and he did pitch well against the Astros this season. So there is some optimism there that, uh, you know, a left-handed pitcher, uh, you know, David Price, he's had success against the Astros. But judging by what Garrett Cole did in his first uh postseason game the 12 strikeouts the zero base on balls uh, the one home run he gave up the one run 
you have to feel confident with the Astros here. And David Price, if he gets into any kind of, he puts any runners on base, if he gives up any hits, if he gives up any early runs, you know the the the, the faithful at Fenway will start to get uneasy and agitated. So, I mean, it's a big game. It's also a big mental game for David Price. So that's what's going to be really interesting to watch because the Astros really don't have any pressure here. If you were to ask A.J. Hinch, give him true serum before this, Hey, what what would you like to do out of Fenway? Uh, I'd like to come away with a split, you know, and get back to Houston and have home field advantage, and you know, be able to maybe close it out at home or win in six or seven. He, you know, that's what realistically. Now you have a chance to, you know, stomp the Red Sox, go up two and zero. Oh. So I think that this this game too is 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 very critical. Astros go up uh, one game on the Red Sox, one zero in the ALCS final score, seven to two. If you're not sick of me. By now, we got the uh, double post games tomorrow because I'm going to be doing a post game for Texans versus Bills over on Locked On Texans. But uh, as scheduled tomorrow night, unless something crazy happens, uh, we're going to come right back at you after game two and wrap that one up as well. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night. Thanks again for listening. And if you're new to the show, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. You can keep up with this show and my daily Locked On Texans podcast on Twitter and Facebook or by going to HoustonSportsTalk.net or LockedOnTexans.com. Texans.com.